you for joining us today here at Victory. At Victory Church, we are a community of authentic, spirit-led Christ followers transformed to walk in victory. Join us as we begin today's message. I love that song. And man, how many people in here know that God is in here with us right here, right now? He's here and he loves us so much. I think a lot of times that it's easy to get caught up in just the craziness of life, the mundane, and, and to forget that he is. He is right here with us. And for those of us that are his followers, he lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit is with us wherever we go. He loves us so much. And so we're gonna we're gonna continue on in the series that we've been in, um, the Judges series. And so uh, if you have your Bible, um, go ahead and break it open to Judges chapter 10, or if you have the church app, um, you can go ahead and access it on your app. And again, you can pull it up. you got the text, but you also have a place to take notes. Um, so you can go ahead and pull that up as well, tablet, phone, uh, physical copy, whatever you've got. Um, so uh, before we, we dive in, though, um, actually, I'm getting a little bit thirsty. Uh, can, would you mind uh, bringing me some water up, Amy? Would you mind bring, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Actually, actually, Amy, uh, before you leave, uh, could you actually uh, bring me some coffee up too? I'd, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Mm. Good stuff. It's, a little, it's not the best creamer, you know, but but it works. It'll be all right. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna be in Judges chapter ten. If you got your Bible, go ahead and break that open and um you know what for those of you that know me a lot of times when I when I speak I, I tend to kind of walk around a lot I think I walk about a mile or two every every Sunday when I speak so but today man I'm not really I'll be honest I'm not really feeling that and so uh what I'm going to do actually I kind of want to sit down can you man, can you bring me a chair up here would you mind dude bring me a chair okay oh, hey thank you I appreciate it man and we'll just sit down and we'll we'll go ahead and dive in together actually can you just put it right, right over here okay thank you yeah, yeah. Now that back. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you. All right. So, um, yeah. So Judges ten and. Hey Seth. Can you come? Can you come? I wanted to kind of lean. You know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling. I'm feeling this. Yeah, dude. That's perfect. That's perfect. Just maybe a little bit. Yeah. There we go. So, anyways, um, we're gonna go ahead and break your Bible open. Okay. Um, is there something going on? Still laughing, man. Um, but um. You have something coming out of your nose. Um, so, so anyways, it's good. if you got your Bible, go ahead and break it open. And man, that gummit! I just realized my Bible. I used my tablet and I got notes. My Bible over there. I don't really want to get up. Um, Tyler, dude, would you mind? You got your Bible or like the app or something? Can you bring that up for me? Would you mind? Yeah, just, just stay still, dude. Okay, thank you. All right, dude. Yeah, just perfect. Okay, a little closer, a little closer. Okay, don't don't breathe quite so hard. There we go. All right, so what we're going to do, um, man, I don't know about you, but I'm getting really hungry right now, um, you know, so, so I had some things that I felt like God put on my heart, but I, I think it can wait till later. What we're going to do, we're going to read through this really, really quick. I'm just going to skim maybe a verse or two real, you know, real quick. We'll paraphrase, okay? So, so we'll get through this, and, and, and what we'll do, I'm getting kind of hungry. I don't know about you. Anybody hungry in here? Ready for lunch? Okay, get in there. Maybe we'll kind of, you know, get, get ready for it together. So if you would like to eat some lunch, if you want to go out to lunch with me afterwards, just tell you what, meet me in the back. I'm going to read this really quick. We'll meet in the back, okay? Um, and, and I'll even let you buy. Okay, so lunch is on you. We'll meet in the back. We're going to skim through this really quick. Oh, 
Man, can you just read that real just just a couple verses real quick? Just just hurry up. Come. Okay. Thank you. You done yet? All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, obviously, that was set up. Okay, so if you're here for the first time, please don't leave. That is not the norm. Uh, we don't normally uh, do that. Um, I am going to take advantage of the coffee. Mm. We don't normally do that. Um, so thank you guys so much for your help. I appreciate it. So the reason that we did that was to kind of paint this picture of what our society in many ways has become like and really has been like for a long time because I don't think it's any mystery that we live in a very consumeristic society, right? This consumeristic mindset that has really uh, worked its way in and toxified um, our lives in, in pretty much every aspect. Just this mindset that says it's, it's all about me. Me, 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 my wants, my needs, what I want when I want, right? No matter where we go, no matter who we're with, I mean, it's, it's worked its way into our, our homes, like our marriages, right? And, and even our relationship with our kids and, and friends, other family members. It's worked its way into our job sites, right? And other employees. It's worked its way into like the community when you go out and you get in the grocery store, right? Anybody uh, like uh, bumped into some grumpy people at the grocery store or somebody like, you know, they take the last uh, like candy bar or whatever it is, or maybe you're that person. I don't know. Or, or what about road rage? Anybody in here actually willing to admit they got a little road rage? You know, and you're like, dude, what in the world is up with this person? Why are they not going faster? Like, come on, we're only going 15 over. This is crazy. Come on, let's go. Or, or what about this? Has anybody ever, confession time, has anybody ever, like, been in line, right? There, there's, like, a, a long line, you're waiting, you're getting frustrated, but there's an ambulance up ahead and somebody's gotten in a wreck. And you're like, man, could they not have picked a better time to get in a wreck? Anybody done that before? Come on now. That, yeah. Uh-huh. We do. We, we live in a very consumeristic, just this very consumeristic, me-focused society. And it's infiltrated in our, it's, itself into every aspect of our life, including, including even in our churches. Including our churches. And I would say, actually, I would go as far as to say that it has infiltrated its way into our society and into our churches even, so much so that our churches, not, not just this church as a whole, and this culture and this society has become almost like a cesspool of consumerism. It really has. And, and we don't like to think about it like that. We don't like to talk about it like that. But, but I think that all of us have either heard or, or even said different things. Like, for example, you know, hey, don't go to that church over there. That church is way too big. You know, it's, it's way too big. Or, or man, that church over there is way too small, don't go to that place, or, you know, they, they meet like in a warehouse, like, is that even a legit church, they, you got to have that, like, steeple thing with the cross for it to, that's what makes it a church, right, and the bricks and stuff, I mean, you got to have that, or, 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 like, what about this one, what about, man, that place, don't go over that place, they got, they ain't got coffee, that place doesn't have any coffee, I mean, dude, are you kidding me, like, come on, man, if I grace my, you, you with my presence in your church, right, like the least you can do, I got my butt out of bed early. I could be sleeping right now. The least you could do is have a warm cup of coffee with me. Like, where am I going to go to get my coffee? Starbucks? Are they even open right now? You know, or, or that place, that coffee, there's not even good, man. That's like cheap stuff. What is this? Or like, what about this one? Like, what about those seats, dude? Those seats, they're not even that comfortable. And it's tiny. I can't even sit on that thing. Come on, man. This is, and you expected me to sit here. How long? That dude talks way too long. I, I got things to do. I got a scheduled nap to take. 
You know what I'm saying? So, so we got to hurry this along. Let's go. Come on, man. Or, or what about this one? I'm going to end with this one. What about this one? What about, like, what about that greeting team? or that lack thereof of that greeting team. I came in there. It took like a whole 30 seconds to a minute for someone to greet me, and it was only one or two people. Like, dude, when I come in the, the building, man, like I'm here, I expect that red carpet pulled out. I want people lined up, like ready to give me a high five. Come on, let's go through the tunnel. You know, give me the pat on the back, you know, saying we are so excited because you are here. We've been waiting all week. Man, I couldn't even sleep last night because I'm so excited you are here. We can do Church now, right, because he's here or she's here. Because that's, that's what this is all about, right? That's what this is, is all about. It's, it's all about pleasing me, right? I mean, that, that's why God sent his son, Jesus, right, to, to give me blessings and to, to please me so that we could all gather here together to, to please me or to, to please you. That's what the, the gospel, salvation, all this is about. And so God can just pour down, rain down, the blessings over our life. All about God giving, 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 and his people. That's what this is about, right? Or is it? Is it? See, the sad reality is, is for so many of us, again, we don't like to say it, we don't like to talk about it or think it, but our actions speak louder than our words. And for so many of us, that is the kind of mindset that we have adopted or something very similar to it. And even for us that would claim to be followers of Christ, claim to associate ourselves as Christians. So many of us have adopted this watered-down version of the gospel that is so me-focused, so just this hedonistic me-focused. It's all about pleasing me to the point to where this invitation from Jesus is all about me. When the reality of it is, guys, look, and love is not about you just about you it's not just about me and the reality of it is hear me on this god is not your cosmic vending machine that's our big idea god is not your cosmic vending machine and he's not mine either and in a society that is saturated just been toxified by this consumeristic worldview and even infiltrated its way into our churches i don't know about you but i think it is pastime for God's children to wake up to open our eyes to what the truth is what this is all about because this isn't about you it's not about me God is not our cosmic vending machine man the gospel salvation his church man this is about relationship it's about relationship let's pray father I I pray that you would help us just to wrap our minds around what this is all about, why we are gathering here today. I pray that you would help every single one of us just ask ourselves that question, why am I here? What is the purpose of this? I pray that you would help us to be a people that would live out your heart for this church. I pray that you would help us to be a people that commit that, that, that are so in love with you and, and just are so passionate about you and your gospel that even through our failures that we continue to move in your direction, that we continue loving on each other and we continue to tell as many people as we possibly can in this community about how good you are and what you have done and what you will do for them as well. I pray that you help us to be a church that's on mission. 
a, a church of, of intentional disciples that want to make other intentional disciples so that when people step into this place, they notice something different, but it's not a bunch of people. They notice you because you are alive and at work in our lives and in this church. But we know it's only possible whenever we actually surrender over to you, when we actually commit to this relationship that you are calling us into. And, and so, Father, I pray that you would help us to be a church of people that are committed to each other and committed to you. Help us to take this seriously. And, and I pray for the gift of salvation today that if there's anybody here that does not know you, I pray that you would do what only you can do, which is that miracle of salvation. Open um, whoever it is in here. Open their eyes, open their mind, their heart uh, to, to your gospel. I pray that you would save them right here, right now, God. And I pray again, as we always do, that the rest of us, that we would not leave here unchanged. I pray that you would remind us that we need to be continually responding. It's not just a response to salvation. It is a continual response where you are making us and growing us more and more into your image on a consistent basis. I thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to gather together. Holy Spirit, just take over. Work in me, a broken, sinful man. And speak to me, speak to your people. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we actually are going to uh, be in Judges chapter 10, so I was being serious about that. So if you've got your Bible, you can. If you don't already had it open, you can turn to Judges 10 or the app. Again, Apple or Android accessible, so you can uh, access that along with place to take notes. So hopefully I've given you a little bit of time to get there. So we're going to dive in, starting with Judges chapter 10, uh, verse 6. It says, Then the Israelites, again, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, they worshiped the Baals and the Ashtoreths, the gods of Aram, Sidon, and Moab, and the gods of the Ammonites and the Philistines. They abandoned the Lord and did not worship him. Man, here we go again. Here we go again. Same thing all over again. Because these guys never seem to get it. They are just not learning from their past mistakes. And, and by the way, the first five verses that we skipped over intentionally in this chapter you see two different pictures of two different judges that God raised up. So you've got Gideon, right, and then his son that just went crazy, right? So we, yeah, we, we talked about that story last week. But then these two other judges that God raises up after Gideon. That's what, there's, there's a quick picture of that, just five verses. And so at this point in time, guess how many judges that makes at this point in time? Seven. Seven judges that God has raised up. And, and remember the cycle. So, so God raises up a judge. If you're just now joining us, you can trade that word out for deliver. God raises up a judge or deliver to save his people. But it's because of a response where they have turned their backs on God, which has landed them in this pit, right? Like this pit of just uh, um, oppression, being oppressed by a people group, an army, whatever it may be, time and time again. They cry out to God for help. God helps them by raising up a judge or a deliverer to save them. So seven times this has happened. And then, bam, here we go, all over again. Cycle is continuing. They have once again abandoned God. They're turning their backs on him, essentially forgetting all about him, what he has done for them, and who he has called them to be. Until, until, like always, they land themselves right back into their own self-made pits of despair, gloom, and doom every single time. It's like the same uh, like a story. Just that's being told over and over again, just different key players, and the story changes just a little bit, but the overall grand story is the same thing, same crazy cycle. 
And see, what these people don't get, one of the things that they don't get, is the fact that when they and when we as well turn our backs on God, we're not just turning our backs on God. Listen to me, we are turning our backs on his blessing and his provision as well in our life. Because time and time again, hear me on this, time and time again, God's blessing follows our obedience. Time and time again, God's blessing follows our obedience. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you should probably read a Bible. Because all over the Old Testament and the New Testament, you see pictures of this. A couple quick pictures of this Abraham. What did God call him to do? He called him to leave his home. Everything that he knew. Everything that he had known. And this dude, it wasn't like he was a 20-year-old, you know, just young guy, energetic, ready to go. He was older, man. He called him to leave his home, everything that he knew, all of his comfort zones, just completely abandoned it, go off to this far-off place in the middle of nowhere that he knew nothing about. And then he said he would be with him, that he would bless him, and that he would use him to be a blessing to others. But what did Abraham have to do? He had to obey. He had to go. Right? You see all these pictures all throughout the Old Testament, time and time again, all these people that God uses and he calls to do something, to go somewhere, and then he, uh, through that process, he blesses them and he provides for them. One quick picture in the New Testament. So in the New Testament, where it's, it's all over the place. But let's just go back to the first disciples. The first disciples, the apostles, before they were apostles, right? So Jesus goes up to them and he gives them that call, right? That, that original call, right? Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter, I want you to be as lazy as you possibly can, all right? Sit back on your recliner, eat your Cheetos, watch that big screen TV, even though those things haven't come out yet, just pretend, okay? So you just be as lazy as possible. The lazier that you are, man, the lazier that you are, the more I'm going to bless you and the more I'm going to use you. That's, that's, what, that's what happened, right? So Peter and James and John, all these other guys, that was the call. No. Man, he called them to follow to, to come and follow, and, and as they follow, we're going to get into some crazy situations. I'm going to say things that are going to completely transform your life, and it's going to blow your mind. You're going to be doing things. Your, your comfort zones are going to be completely shattered time and time again. Just when you think you get it, just I'm going to shatter your brain again. And by the way, every single one of you is going to end up dying for your faith. So I'm actually calling you to come and die of yourself so that you can live for me. That was the call. And as they followed, God would bless them and provide for them supernaturally. And where are they at now? They are still being blessed exponentially because they are in paradise and heaven with Jesus. Why? Because God's blessing follows obedience. And, and it's not this works-based salvation. Hear me on this. It's not a works-based salvation. God sent Jesus. It was his plan. God calls God is the one who blesses us and provides for us, and God is the one who uses us. It's all what God is doing, but here's what we have to understand. God wants us to work along with him. It's an invitation. Come, trust me, follow me, and actually stay, take those steps of obedience, and I will provide, and I will bless you along the way. And that's what these Israelites aren't getting. They're not getting it, man. They're not getting the fact that every time they turn their backs on God, wrong for so many different reasons, but they're also turning their backs on his blessing and his provision in their life time and time again, and time and time again, it is landing them back into the same daggone place, the pit.
pits of despair, gloom, and doom and oppression in their lives. May look different for different people, looks different for us. A lot of times it could be an army, it could be a people group. Maybe for you it's some kind of an addiction or relationship issue or finance, whatever. It looks different for all of us, but the point is it's these self-made pits of gloom and doom and despair every time we turn our backs on God because we're also turning our backs on his blessing and his provision. And it's, it's almost like, like when I read this story, dude, like over and over and over again, it reminds me of that song. Um, anybody ever heard that song, This is the Song That Never Ends? You ever heard that song before? Nobody has heard that song before? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, well I'm glad you haven't because I was going to tell you don't ever sing that song because it's horrible. I'm pretty sure it's straight from the pit of hell. Lucifer concocted that song, so don't sing it. But here's the thing. I'm reminded of that song every time that I think about the Israelites and what they did over and over and over again, completely turning their backs on God time and time again. No matter what God did, these people just never seem to learn. They never seem to get it. And it's not because they didn't want to get it. We have to understand, it's not because they didn't want to. I'm sorry, it's not because they couldn't, rather. It's because they didn't want to. It's not because they couldn't, it's because they didn't want to. They didn't want to see the truth even though it was staring them in the face. Just like so often we don't want to see the truth even though it's staring us in the face. And so what is that truth? The truth in a nutshell is the fact that there is a God. That he does love us, that he does care about us, that he does actually want to be involved in our life. That is the truth. And and why is that? It's because he wants relationship with us. He wants relationship with us. That is why he created us in the, in the first place, is this relationship with him. But not just a relationship with him, but a relationship also with each other. A relationship with each other. And, and a lot of times, man, so, sometimes we'll talk about this, this kind of vertical relationship, us and God. Spending time with God, learning more about God. We dive into the word. We get into these Bible studies. We want to crunch out these Bible verses, and that is awesome. We need to do that. It'll help us to know more about him. But on one, on one side of that, uh, if you get overly focused on that, you can completely miss the, the overall picture, the reason that we do that, which is to actually draw closer to him in relationship, right? right? Like the Bible is not our God. God is our God. The Bible just helps us to know more about him and to grow in our relationship with him, right? But here's the other thing. A lot of times we, we don't really get past this relationship, do we? A lot of times we get so focused on this vertical relationship with God that we forget that we weren't just created from the beginning for a relationship with him. We're created for a relationship with each other. And and I'll prove it to you. A couple quick places. It's all over. It's all over the place, but a couple quick places. God actually put a neon sign, actually, at the beginning of this this overall grand book called the Bible and the very first book in just the first couple of chapters. He put this neon sign to show us, hey, you aren't just created to do this by yourself. The whole lone wolf-like mentality, like, hey, me and Jesus, we're tight. We're tight, man. I got Jesus. You know, I got my Bible. I'm good to go. I don't need this church thing. I don't need anybody else. Anybody ever heard that before? And maybe you're here today and you're actually struggling with that. And so if you are, I want to tell you something in love, in love. Again, very beginning of the Bible, the first couple of chapters, God does something. It's a creation account. And so every time that he creates something, what does he say? Every time that he creates something, he tells me, he tells us it's good. 
It's good. Okay, somebody's awake. Thank you very much. Okay. So it's good, right? Every time he makes something, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And then he says something that like, it's like, wait a second. Is that right? Did did God just make a mistake? He said, it's not good. It's not good. And so he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So, So why did he do that? Did God make a mistake? Is that what happened? Like the God of the universe, who's perfect, he made a mistake. That must, that must be what happened, right? No, he doesn't make mistakes. He did that for us. So it, it's supposed to act like this neon sign. So when we see that, all of a sudden we're like, wait a second, what is that? It should pop out us at us and, and draw us in. Like, wait, wait, it's not good for man to be alone. And yes, it's in the context of marriage, but it's so much more than that. Guys, we were created for relationship with each other. And remember the fact that when, Jesus, when God did that, when he said it's not good for man to be alone, think about it. Was Adam completely alone? Was he completely alone in that scene? No. Who was with him? Somebody answered. God. There we go. You're awake. All right, cool. God was with him, right? God was with him in the garden because what did he do? He walked with him in the garden, right? So God was, he wasn't alone, right? And we should, like, we should be reading that be like, what in the world? Like, he's not alone. Because he wasn't talking about just a vertical relationship. And that's what we get so caught up in. But he, we were also created for these horizontal relationships with others. And remember, that was pre-sin. That was before the fall, man. Pre-sin, we were created for relationship with God and with each other. And then fast forward, one more quick picture of that. Fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus, he gives us all kinds of commands about this. But let's just look at one command. Just one command from Jesus, okay? The new commandment. What does he say? Love one another. Love one another. As I have loved you, as, so as Jesus has loved us, he calls us to what, love him. As he has loved us, we're called to love him. Is that what he says? And what does he say? He says, love one another. And the kind of love that he displayed, think about this. What did Jesus do? Constantly, just a sacrificial love. And he said this in light of the fact that he's about to go to the cross and die for our sins. He's calling us to sacrificially love one another. And guys, let me, I got a question for you. How do we do that without actually plugging in and being a part of a body and lovingly, sacrificially contributing to the cause and actually helping each other out and doing life together? How do we do that? We can't. It's impossible. And that's the point. We're created for relationship with God, with other. We're, this relationship where God is pouring out, giving to us. You know, he's giving us salvation, right? When we respond, he's, he gives us grace and mercy and, and blessings and provision. And does it just stop there? It's like God gives, 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 gives. And that's, that's all this is about? No. Then we give in return. So how do we give? We give by actually obeying, by stepping out in faith, by obeying. And by actually being mission-minded, by, by obeying his commands, making disciples, being disciples that make disciples, and actually trusting him and walking faithfully in his direction. And not in perfection, no perfect people, I'm definitely not perfect, but even through the imperfections, walking in his direction. I'm going to be very transparent and honest with you. A prayer that I pray so often, so often, is God, help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief because I feel you calling me in this way, but I am scared. I'm struggling with this. And so please help me to take this step. Help me with my unbelief, even through the imperfections, pressing in his direction. That's what we're created for. A relationship where we are giving, both ends are giving. We are giving to God, God gives to us, but then we're also giving to each other. And that's what these Israelites didn't get. 
That's what they didn't get. See, they wanted the goods from God. They wanted the blessing. They wanted the provision. They wanted the protection and all the good things, but they didn't want the commitment and the relationship that came with it. And as a result, where did it land them? Time and time and time again. Back to these self-made pits of gloom, doom, and despair. And then time and time again, they would cry out to God for help, but it ended there. Because all they wanted is help from God, but no commitment, no relationship. Let's keep on going in this story. Verse 7. It says, So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he sold them to the Philistines and the Ammonites. They shattered and crushed the Israelites that year. And for 18 years, they did the same thing to all the Israelites who were on the other side of the Jordan in the land of the Amorites in Gilead. The Ammonites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin, and the house of Ephraim. Israel was greatly oppressed. So they cried out to the Lord saying, here we go, we have sinned against you. We have abandoned our God and worshiped the Baals. Man, this is like a horrible record on repeat over and over and over and over again. Same crazy cycle. And I don't know about you, but as we've been going through these different stories, has it not started to kind of frustrate you a little bit? It's like, dude, this is like the same story, but just like kind of geared a little bit differently. Different key players, different characters, which are real people, right? Storyline's a little different, but it's like the same overall story. And that's the point. It's like the same broken record on repeat. These people are literally living out the definition of insanity, which is to do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. They're living out the definition of insanity. And notice, notice like in this text, they know exactly who to go to, right? Like, I mean, have you caught that? Every single time we go through all these different stories, right? Every single time, Everything, I mean, everything fails them. They're idols. They're makes your functional saviors. You know, these other people that they raise up, um, you know, to, to, you know, as a king. We talked about that last week. Everything that they rely on in place of God, once it all fails them, what do they do? They know exactly where to go every single time. They go to God. Why? Because they know that he is the one that actually has the power and the authority to save them. But notice when they do it. It's not until everything around them has failed them. Everything. And they are desperate. And so ultimately what they want is they want the goods from God. They want the help from God, the provision from God and his blessings, but nothing more. But it's not until everything else has failed them. And guys, so often we do the same thing. So often we, 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 we turn our backs on God, just like these Israelites did, turning our backs on him, relying on all these other things in life. And, and I mean, it, does, it could be anything. It could be, you know, goals that you have. It's like, no, no, I'm, I, I want to be this kind of person. I want to do that. This is the job that I want to do. And no matter what, I'm going to do this. And we just drive, 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 no matter what, not even worrying about what. I don't care, God, what you want me to do. I want to do this, right? And, and this is going to make me feel good. This is going to make me look good. Or, or we do other things and we kind of get that fix. And when I say fix, a lot of times, and you're probably doing it right now, you're thinking about drugs, right? What about the Netflix fix? What about the coffee fix? Oh my goodness, I just, I need a mirror for that one. All kinds of things, man. Anything that we rely on. And so these, these people, 
These people, they, they go through this cycle. And notice there's years and years and years go, that go by before they cry out to God. They know who to go to every single time. They've heard the stories. They know what God has done, but they want to do their own thing. But they wait and wait and wait, and we do the same thing. Because we're like, you know what? No, I'll get through this. It's okay if I keep on doing this thing, if I keep on having this one-night stand on the side, if I keep on looking at this pornography, if I keep on drinking, nobody's worried about it. I keep on just working, 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 become a workaholic. If I keep on pushing and my goals and success or whatever, if I keep on going, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. And it'll help me feel better once I reach that, you know, that, that, that promotion that I want. Once I get that, then that'll make me feel better. It'll all be worth it. But then all of a sudden you get the promotion and you're like, dude, I feel completely drained. I feel worse than I ever have. And it leaves us empty inside. I would do the same thing. And that's what they would do over and over and over again. 18 years that they waited. But they knew exactly who to go to. But the thing is, guys, and we have to catch this, they didn't want God. They wanted what God had to offer. See, what they wanted to do is they wanted to use God as if he was their own personal cosmic vending machine. That's what they wanted. They didn't want God. They didn't want the relationship. They didn't want the commitment. They wanted their own personal cosmic vending machine that they could cry out to whenever they wanted at their own convenience. But check out what God has to say with that. Verse 11. So the Lord said to the Israelites, here's what he said. When the Egyptians, Amorites, Ammonites, Philistines, Sidonians, Amalekites, Mayanites, not Mayonnaise, Mayanites, oppressed you and you cried out to me, did I not deliver you from them? But you have abandoned me and worshiped other gods. Therefore, check this out, don't miss this part. Therefore, I will not deliver you again. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. And catch that word chosen. They have chosen to do this. Let them deliver you whenever you are oppressed. So enough is enough, man. God has had it. God has had it. You know what? If, if they want to uh, you know, rely on their own stuff, if they want to do their own thing, they don't want the commitment. They don't want the relationship. That's on them. That's on them, and God will give them that choice. If that's what you want, so be it. But God is done, catch this, God is done being treated as though he is nothing more than their sugar daddy on the side that they can go to whenever they want. Because God wants relationship. He wants real, raw relationship where on both sides people are contributing. That's what he wants. That's what he longs for with these people. That's what he longs for from us. But these people, they don't want that. What do they want? They want their own personal cosmic vending machine. That's what they want from God. But God's not going to have it. And, and guys, when we get to this text, it, it's so easy, man. It is so easy to point our fingers in judgment and say, what in the world? Why didn't these people get this? This is crazy. I mean, all these past generations, like their, their, their mom, their dad, their, their grandpa, great-grandpa, great-great-grandpa. Like, dude, did you not hear the stories? Come on, man, why are you not getting this? And we should see that. Yeah, they were dumb, and we should see that, but we shouldn't just stop there. Because just like when we read anything else, like the history and what happened with the Israelites, it should serve as like this mirror, where all of a sudden we're like, that was really dumb. Why did they do that? Look what happened. Oh, wait, how often do I do the same thing? How often do I do the same thing? Because we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to think about it, admit it to ourselves, to each other, or even to God. But guys, so often we do the exact same thing. And we treat the God of the universe 
as if he is our own cosmic vending machine. We so happen to have a vending machine up here. Our cosmic vending machine. I actually said cosmic vending machine earlier. We want the goods from God. The good things, right? Like, like what do we have in here, man? All right, God, what you got for me? What you got for me? Okay. Oh, man. Oh, salvation. Hey, who doesn't want that ticket to heaven, right? Ticket to heaven. Woo, man. I'm a, yeah, I want some of that right there. What do I got? Is there like a button I got to push or something? I got to, yeah, okay. Yeah, I want some of that. Maybe I, oh, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. I raise my hand or go, I go up an aisle. Yeah, I think, I think I did that one time. I don't remember what I said, but yeah, yeah, I think I did that. I'm good. I got, I got my ticket to heaven, baby. I am good. Thank you. Yes, I got that one. Okay. All right. All right. What, you, what else you got for me? What else you got for me? Okay. Oh, mercy. Yeah. I need a lot of that. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to need that later too. Okay. Yeah, if, if I can get a few of those, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm keep a few stashes of those just in case because I, I want some of that mercy because I've definitely made a lot of mistakes and I'm planning on continuing to do that. Okay. So I'm just saying I got my ticket to heaven, baby. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't worried about, you know, the one night stands and all this other stuff. I'm, I'm good to go. Got the ticket to heaven. Oh, snap. Grace. Grace, yes, I'll take some of that. I'll take some of that. What do I got to do to get this? Maybe insert the right coin or something, or I, I say the right words, or I throw up a couple of prayers or something like that. I grace my presence into God's house, and he's going to throw down some grace for me. That's how that works, right? Okay. All right, I'll get some of that. And Oh, man, look at that one. Look at that one. Blessing. Woo, jackpot, baby. Blessing. What do I got to do to get some of that? I know. I know. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to church. I'm gonna step into church, right? I'm gonna throw up a couple of prayers. I'm gonna read a couple of verses in the Bible, right? And and then as I step into the church and I do these things, it's like, all right, God, I'm here. I woke up early. I read a couple of verses. I, I kind of fell asleep halfway through, but you know, I said a prayer on the way to church really quick, you know, and and uh because uh, I almost got in a wreck, so you know, a couple choice words there. But you know, I did that and I am here. God, I am here. I'm raising my hands, I'm singing, I'm clapping. You are good, you are good. God, rain down the blessings. Rain them down. That's what that's how this works, right? He's gonna rain down those blessings. I got that lotto ticket over there back home. Go ahead and rain it down. Got the tickets. Got the numbers. Okay. All right. I did my part, God. You do your part, right? Okay. Oh, wait. What a second. What is that? Oh, I like all that other stuff, but what's some of this stuff, man? Wait, commitment. What in the world? Is that supposed to be in here? Did somebody, like, somebody set this up, dude? Somebody, somebody put something in here that's not supposed to be in here, right? Like, commitment. So I like all this other stuff, like salvation and grace and blessings, man. But I don't know about that commitment stuff. That's... <laughs> God, you're moving a little too fast for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take the salvation bit. I want that stuff. I want that. You, you give me that ticket to heaven. I tell you what, you give me the salvation. You keep on blessing me. Keep on raining them down, right? And then we'll talk about that a little later, this commitment bit, okay? You know, like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So I'm going to pass on that right now. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, and uh, giving. What in the world is that? Was this given to me? It's given to me, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for giving to me, but wait a second. What is this? Me giving? Me giving? Like, God, what are you talking about? This is, man, this is 2019. 
what are you talking about? Like, I am way too busy to give, like, to actually go out and do stuff for other people or volunteer, whatever this may be, or giving, like, finances. God, like, this is 2019. Do you know the economy? I'm working all the time. I ain't got much money. I'm trying to do everything I can just to make ends meet and pay the bills. I can't do this. And, you know, I bet that's what it is. I bet God, I bet God he's been asleep for a while. He wrote that book a long time ago. He wrote that book a long time ago. So that's for them. It's out of date. <laughs> so God, let me, I've been around for a little while. I'm 32. I've been, I've been around the block, God. So, uh, you know, let me teach you something. All right. Let me teach you something. You've been asleep for a while. I, I, I can help you. All right. So, because you kind of got something a little backwards here. So, so yeah, uh, you know, it's 2019. Um, I, I think, I think we probably, that's for then, that's for then, and that's cool, but, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do that, you know, because I, you know, I mean, I know that when I go to church, I know that, that they talk about how you give, and, and I, I know that you gave your son, I know that you give salvation, I know that you give grace, I know that you give mercy, I know that you gave me life, I know that you give me the breath in my lungs, I know that you give me the clothes on my back, I know that you give me my car, I know you gave me my house, I know you gave me my wife, my kids, I know that you continue to give me life, you continue to bless me, you gave me the, ho- the trees, the birds, the, I can keep on going all day, but I think you guys get this. But God, I, I don't know about giving to you. Like, that, man, I just don't have time for that, okay? So I'm going to skip out on that one, too. Again, the, the, all this other stuff, I like the good stuff. Um, give me the goods, man. But this stuff, that's a little too much. We'll talk about that one later. We'll talk about that later, okay? And, and uh, discipleship. Dude, that just sounds like a lot of work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with obeying you. Like, so I got to actually know what you say in your word, and these commands and making with disciples and stuff. Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of work. Like, being a disciple, making disciples. And, and um, you know, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of work. And so that's cool. That's for those pastors, right? That's, that's, that's for those pastors. I think that, that, that's what they're, that's for. That's not for me. So, so, yeah, those pastors and those church leaders and stuff, they do that. So I'm going to skip out on that. I don't think that's for me. So, but God, you know what? Hey, some of this other stuff, you know, the, the, the commitment, the, the, the um, uh, 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 giving stuff, some of this other stuff, we'll talk about that later. You just bless me. You give me the goods, right? Keep them coming. Keep raining down those blessings, and we'll be good. That'll be awesome, right? And we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to admit it to ourselves or to other people or even to God. But guys, so often our actions speak louder than our words, don't they? Our actions speak louder than our words. But the truth is, you ready for this? The truth is, God is not your cosmic vending machine. And so we have to stop treating him as if he is. We have to stop wanting all the good things from him. And the salvation and the blessings and the, the joy and the peace and mercy and all these good things and without actually being willing to give anything in return to him or to his church and committing to the relationship we have to stop expecting there to be change in our lives like god help me with this change my life if we're not willing to commit to the change in our own lives we have to stop expecting there to be change in other people's lives if they don't even see change in our lives and here's another one we have to stop expecting there to be revival and evangelistic outpouring in our churches and in our communities if we're not willing to commit to the cause. Because hear me on this. If, if we actually believe this, if this is true, think about it. Masks off. Let's just be real. Let's be real. If God is actually who he says he is, 
is if, if he's the God of the universe that made the universe and everything in it, right, sustains the universe and everything in it, and his word is true, and these commands are for us and also for our good, then guys, don't you think that we should treat him as such? Don't you think we should actually take him seriously and his word and his commands? Don't you think that we should treat him as such? If he actually is, if we believe this, so that's that question, do we really believe? Do we really believe? And if we really believe, then why do our actions so often say otherwise? And so maybe you're here and you're like, dude, I do believe. I do believe. What do you you expect me to do? What do you want me to do, man? Another way of saying that is how do I respond to this? So I'm glad you asked. If you're wondering, how do I respond to that? You respond by committing to the relationship. Committing to the relationship. Committing to the relationship with Christ and with his church, his forever family, man. That's how we do this. And and you want to know something? You want to know how committed God is to that relationship with you and for you? You want to know how committed he is to that? He is so committed that he came down in the form of a man, died on the cross just to extend to you the invitation. That's how committed he is. Guys, first off, I just want to say thank you for joining us today for the sermon. And uh, whether you're somebody that's come to our church or you're somebody that lives locally, you go to another church, maybe you don't even live here. Um, I just want I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for joining us. And uh, I, I want to encourage you to, to respond in some way today because, you know, when we hear a sermon, when we read the Bible, when we, um, whatever it may, may be, the point of that is um, for God to speak to us in some way, shape, or form. And so if you are a Christian, um, you've been a seasoned Christian, you know the Lord already, then the way that we can respond is just by, you know, asking Him, God, what do you want me to do with the convictions that you're giving me uh, based on this sermon, the way that you're speaking to me, what do you want me to do? And then respond to that. Maybe it's an area of your life that you've been holding on to um, and, and you haven't been giving it to Him. And I want to encourage you to give that to Him and step out in faith. Or maybe if it's, um, you know, some unbelief that you've had and, and God has really convicted you of some things. Um, you know, whatever it may be for you, it's different for everyone. I want to encourage you to respond to God and, and step in His direction. And, and the other thing too is if, if you are somebody that maybe you've listened to this and you've never responded to that gospel message, you've never been, been impacted by that gospel message, but now something is happening, God is kind of stirring in your heart and in your mind a little bit, then I want to encourage you to step out in faith, respond to that gospel message. And throughout the book of Acts, um, Acts tells us our history as a church. Uh, it shows us that you know, what that response looks like. So number one is to repent. And this word repent, all that means is just to turn from you know, our sinful ways, our sinful desires, you know, turn from making ourselves God and all these other things in life God, and turn to God and just give Him our life. Um, and, and then on top of that response, after the repentance, it comes something else. It's called baptism. And, and baptism is so key. It's so important. It's seen all throughout um, that book and Acts and, and the importance and significance of it. Um, it's this symbol of death to the old self and, and then um, birth to uh, this new life in Christ. And we're, 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 uh, we die with Christ to the old self and we are raised with Christ to, to walk in this new life. 
and it's a command from Jesus. So I want to encourage you, if you have made that commitment to Christ, if you have stepped out um, and you are wanting to follow Christ, then I want to encourage you to take that next step and be baptized somewhere. Whether it's if you have a local church that you want to go be baptized at, I encourage you to do that. Um, if you don't have a church, we would love to be able to celebrate that with you um, here. But I encourage you first and foremost to do that, to, to talk with someone, um, to get counsel on what this means, to seek discipleship as well. So uh, I encourage you to do those things. We would love to talk with you. We are praying for you. I want you to know that you are loved and you are prayed for. So if you're ready to take that next step in your relationship with Christ, um, and if you want to take that next step with us, then we, are, we, we would welcome you with open arms. And so there's some links that we're going to provide below for you. Uh, please check that out. Um, and again, if you, if you have any prayer requests, um, please contact us. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to talk with you. And we're excited about taking this next step with you.